0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. With Labor Day now behind us, the campaign for governor is heating up. Republican gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon says the economy is a top issue for many. People are upset about the cost of groceries. They're upset about the cost of gas. They're upset every time they see more jobs leaving the state. And again, we just saw jobs leaving the state, more automotive jobs leaving the state. Michigan Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist, who is Governor Gretchen Whitmer's running mate, says they have a good story to tell. Whether it's the 16,000 lane miles of road we fixed, the 1,200 bridges that we fixed, connecting every community to high-speed, high-quality internet, uh, creating tuition-free pathways to community colleges, creating 25,000 auto jobs. Like we're really proud of all the work that we've done. and It's a good story to tell across Michigan. The election is November 8th. However, absentee ballots will start to go out this month. With classes getting underway today in many school districts around Michigan, some of the challenges facing teachers and educators are front and center. David Hecker is the president of the American Federation of Teachers Union in Michigan. The teachers have to be treated with respect. They have to be compensated fairly. They have to be given a voice over uh, how education happens in their school district, in their school. Uh, they have to be a part of figuring all that out. And they have to be respected and given voice in the workplace. Hecker says he fully endorses Governor Whitmer's new Michigan Parents Council, which aims to center parent perspective in the policymaking process. He says it would also formalize how parent recommendations are included in the governor's education budgets. Congressman Fred Upton is preparing for the U.S. House to go back into session next week as he looks at his final three months in office. He tells us at the top of the agenda, will be funding the government to avoid a shutdown as the fiscal year ends September 30th. In the House, we've passed a good number of the appropriation spending bills, but the Senate has done none and not expected to. So to avoid a government shutdown, we'll need to do a continuing resolution. And no one's seen any details yet. Upton says the continuing resolution will essentially leave spending next year at this year's levels, with a few exceptions. So there's a lot of jockeying going on right now. More money for COVID, monkeypox, those are some of the issues on the table. More money for Ukraine, and obviously we have the overall issue of the deficit. Upton says without the continuing resolution, there would be a government shutdown. He's expecting the next few weeks to be very busy. Work will start this week to expand the eastbound I-94 bridge over Pipestone Road in Benton Township. The project's part of an overall $7.3 million investment now underway that's closed the lane of travel in each direction on the highway. Michigan Department of Transportation is making pavement repairs on 8.8 miles of I-94 from Putz Road to Britain Avenue and building median crossovers and emergency pull-offs on off of 94 this is all to prepare for an even bigger project in 2023 and 2024 to rebuild the highway between red arrow highway and britain avenue mdot says the bridge work over pipestone starts thursday and will result in pipestone being closed and detoured it's expected to be finished september 23rd returning to downtown st joseph next week will be the fall fest st joe today's daniel Crevier tells us there will be a big balloon walk through a raffle and family activities at lake bluff park That's not all. We've got interactive fun that's happening from 10 to 11 on Lake Bluff Park and again in Monty's lot. So these are local organizations that are hosting free family fun activities like bracelet making, ring toss. Someone had a big Jenga set last year, so there's lots of really fun things happening says they'll also have the final love local weekend of the year next weekend a lot of jam packed things and then all weekend long we're celebrating love local weekend throughout southwest michigan so businesses and restaurants all over the area are hosting different specials and events and things like that friday the 16th will bring the last outdoor concert of the year starting at 7 p.m at the howard Shell. go to stjoetoday.com for a schedule of all the fall fun planned for next week The dredging projects in the St. Joseph Harbor have been completed, and the difference is noticeable at Silver Beach. The excess sand dredged from the outer harbor last week allowed for Silver Beach to be extended south almost all the way to Lyons Park. Residents and visitors enjoy the extended beach throughout Labor Day weekend, taking longer walks and setting up for a relaxing day in more secluded areas of the beach. Each year, the harbor is dredged to allow for commercial ships to safely navigate the harbor, King Company, which did the outer harbor dredging, is now headed to South Haven. Officials in West Michigan want to make it a high-tech hub in the coming years. Randy Thielen is president and CEO of The Right Place in Grand Rapids, a regional economic development agency. Over the last year, we've gathered um, 300 area leaders uh, from the public, um, you know, business and civic leaders alike, and created a technology strategy sort of planting our flag for our region's desire to be A serious tech hub for the country. Thielen says young people have grown up with technology and they're looking for a tech future and career. A nine-year-old Illinois boy was taken to the hospital after the motorbike he was riding was struck by an oncoming vehicle in Cass County this week. Cass County Sheriff's Department says around 11.15 a.m. today on Labor Day, deputies were called to the scene of a motorcycle vehicle collision on East Lakeshore Drive in Dwashak's Silver Creek Township. A family of Illinois residents had just pulled out of a driveway when the nine-year-old Illinois resident left the yard. He was riding in and went into the road, getting hit by the other vehicle. He was taken to Bronson Hospital in Kalamazoo for his injuries. With a new school year underway, Boss Services in Benton Harbor is offering a break to teachers. Marketing Director Jen Wagner tells us it's all to prepare for the winter. We just know that they have a long year ahead, molding young minds and helping our children learn and grow. So what we are doing is free furnace checkups for teachers and really any school employee. It's just a little something we can do to say thank you to our educators. Wagner says a furnace inspection right now would normally run about $50. A teacher who wants one done for free can just call Boss Services and schedule. They'll have to show their school ID. And with blue skies above, about 26,000 Michigan residents took part in the 64th annual Mackinac Bridge Walk on Monday. Authorities were pleased with the turnout with an uptick in attendance over recent years. Mackinac Bridge Authority Director Kim Nowak says, quote, as anyone who has walked the bridge knows, we see so many sunny smiles and happy faces during the walk. And that was certainly what we observed. The bridge walk has been an annual event since 1958, with the exception of 2020 when it was canceled because of COVID. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre today was asked by ABC News Why President Biden is against designating Russia as a state sponsor of terrorism, considering its actions and its war with Ukraine. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has asked the president to take that step. Tribers has the latest from the White House. The White House says it doesn't believe designating Russia a state sponsor of terrorism is the, quote, most effective or strongest path forward to hold Russia accountable. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre telling me Tuesday that such a designation could have, quote, unintended consequences to Ukraine and the world, including delivering assistance to the war-torn nation, and it could drive critical humanitarian and commercial actors away from facilitating food exports to help mitigate the global food crisis. Karen Travers, ABC News, The White House. The U.N. Atomic Watchdog Agency is urging Russia and Ukraine to establish a nuclear safety and security protection zone around a nuclear power plant amid mounting fears that fighting could trigger a catastrophe in the country, still haunted by the Chernobyl disaster. Its report was issued today following a visit to the plant. Experts from the U.N.'s International Atomic Energy Agency last week, it said that shelling should stop immediately. Members of the Senate are coming back to Washington, and they're getting ready to take up some critical legislation that could see one bill attached to another. It's a strategy... From Senate Democrats that comes with risks, more from ABC's Justin Finch. With U.S. government funding set to expire in just more than three weeks, there is an urgency to pass a stopgap measure to keep operations afloat soon. ABC News learning from a source familiar that Senate Democrats are considering attaching legislation codifying marriage equality to that government spending bill an approach that could slow the legislative process risking a government shutdown. The Respect for Marriage Act cleared the House with 47 Republican votes. It would need 10 Republican Senate votes to advance. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Security video from a rural county in Georgia shows local election and Republican Party officials were present when voting equipment was accessed in what the Secretary of State's office calls an unauthorized breach. Some of the video footage counters claims the local officials have made the breach in Coffee County is one of several around the country in which allies of former President Donald Trump were seeking access to sensitive voting information after his loss in the 2020 election. Election security experts worry the information obtained, including copies of software and hard drives, could be exploited by those who want to interfere with future elections. A county commissioner in New Mexico has been removed from office over his participation in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. More from ABC's Aaron Katursky. A New Mexico judge removed Coy Griffin from his position as a commissioner in Otero County after he was convicted of trespassing in connections with his actions January 6th. Griffin's the first official in more than a century in this country to be removed from office under the Constitution's ban on someone who was engaged in insurrection or rebellion from holding public office. Griffin trampled barricades at the Capitol and addressed the mob through a bullhorn. He was sentenced to 14 days in prison. Police in Memphis, Tennessee, said today a body found during the search the day before is a woman who was abducted and forced into an SUV during an early morning jog. Police said on Twitter investigators identified the body of 34-year-old Eliza Fletcher, a schoolteacher and granddaughter of a prominent Memphis businessman. The body was found Monday after a series of searches for the woman who was kidnapped around 4 a.m. Friday. U.S. Marshals arrested 38-year-old Cleotha Abstin on Saturday. Court records show Abstin had also been charged with first-degree murder. He's scheduled to appear in court tomorrow. The nation's second-largest school district, with more than 600,000 students, has been hit by a huge accident cyber attack more if maybe sees Alex Stone The ransomware attack wide in scope crippled LA Unified Schools computer networks to the point where it wasn't clear schools could open today At 10:30 p.m. Saturday night LAUSD was attacked with a ransomware uh, tool LAUSD superintendent Alberto Carvalho says numerous agencies including the FBI NSA and even the White House situation room got involved to stop the cyber attack Carvalho says no ransom demand has been made. We received no demand at this point. Most computer systems at LAUSD are back up and running. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. Liz Truss has taken over as the U.K. Prime Minister and is immediately facing up to the enormous tasks ahead of her. The challenges include pressure to curb soaring prices, boost the economy, ease labor unrest, and fix a health care system burdened by long waiting lists and staff shortages. At the top of her list is the energy crisis triggered by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which threatens to push energy bills to unaffordable levels. Truss said that she would cut taxes to spur economic growth, bolster the National Health Service, and deal hands-on with the energy crisis, although she offered few details. And e-cigarette maker Juul today agreed to pay hundreds of millions of dollars to resolve an investigation into its sales and marketing practices. More from ABC's Aaron Katursky. Juul dominated the vaping market by appealing to young people. An investigation by three dozen states said launch parties, trendy-looking models, and social media posts relentlessly marketed to underage users, while Juul manipulated the chemical composition of its products to make them less harsh. Connecticut Attorney General William Tong said Juul agreed to pay $438 million to resolve the investigation. They're not going to target young people and, and children And that's a huge step forward. Juul also agreed to stop making claims that its vape products can help users quit smoking cigarettes. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.